This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. We've been talking a lot about the Jets and Giants. I know the draft is still a ways away. And if you're new to following the draft, you, you should know by now the mock draft season. It's fun because we love football and we're just simply looking for an outlet. It's not based in reality. That's the main point. Mock drafts are not based in reality. Every single year, if you hit four or five or six of the picks that you have in the first round of any mock draft, that, that's a pretty good job. And, and usually by the time you get to the draft, you know who the number one pick is going to be. You know who the number two pick is going to be. And it seems like by the time we get there this year, the top four are probably going to be set in stone. But if I could just say one thing, and I'm not even saying that this would be a bad pick or he's a bad player. I don't know him well enough to say that. But if the Jets at 10 did take Brock Bowers, the tight end out of Georgia, especially if one of the, the big offensive tackles is, is still sitting there, I think the reaction of Jet fans could be legendary. They're, they're, still, they're still a little... There's still some scars from the Kyle Brady incident. Let me just put it that way. And that, that was an all-timer. That was, in terms... When you talk about the draft and the New York Jets and Jet fans back when it used to be here in New York all the time, that one was the all-timer. The entire crowd chanting, we want Sap. We want Sap. Warren Sap is still, against all odds, he's still sitting there, available. And they, they read the card and, and the Jets pick. Take a tight end, Kyle Bray. Oh, boy, that was, a, that was an all-timer. That was an all-timer. And uh, if uh, maybe Brock Bowers would be just what the Jets need. They do need a second receiver on offense. He's, he's not a blocking tight end. He's a, he's a receiving tight end. So maybe he might be great. I'm just saying about the immediate reaction at the time, that would, that would be must-see TV as someone who uh, is not a fan of the Jets. Like me. Let's go back to the phones. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone. Artie is in Brooklyn. Artie, pal, what's going on? What's going on? Thanks for taking the call. So, listen, um, if you're taking a, a pick, even if it's offensive tackle, if you're taking him that high, he's going to start for you. You're, you're yeah. sitting there going, yo, you can't put him to protect him. Um, why not? Because I, I don't know that you can take... throw him in at left tackle. Well, because you ha- like, if you only had a spot at left tackle, yes, throw him in at left tackle. But you've got to need at right tackle as well. You, you're not going to solve both the left on... tackle and yeah. the right tackle in the draft. Well, what about if you if the, the the kid the left tackle you feel is good enough, and then you don't have to spend the money that you do on a left tackle like you, the guy that you mentioned, and then you Bakhtiari. have Tucker maybe maybe their plan is to put Tucker at one of the tackles, right? Get a guard which is cheaper, draft a tackle and put him at right tackle, and then this way if something happens now you've got a little versatility, right? So people don't forget that that. Tucker's been hurt the last two years, has, and yeah. I think, honestly, he's one of the MVPs of the team. And the other thing, too, I know Ira, I love Ira, Ira and, and he's, you know, he's mentioning about how a wide receiver, the quarterback makes him. This guy, Adams, to, uh, for us, is 100 times more valuable than to any other team. Number one, you, you have, you'll have Wilson as a number two, which is, like, strong – Number three, they already got the relationship. You don't have to worry about a wide receiver coming in and having to have a rapport with him. He, so I would put that way, 
I would go with all in on Devontae, draft the left tackle, see if he's good enough to play left tackle. If not, put him at right, put Tucker at left, and then get, like you said, a quarterback. And one more thing. Rodgers goes out, okay, a year. I don't care who you get as a replacement. Mayshu or whoever, you weren't making the playoffs. That team was not good enough last year with that offensive line the way it was. I don't care who you brought in. It was hard enough if Rodgers played all 17 to make the playoffs. Nonetheless, a backup quarterback. That's why they call him a backup quarterback. And how many teams make the, you know, go into the Super Bowl with a backup? What, two, three, four, the lead? No way. And one more thing, Gordon. All right. Yeah. All how right. You're rolling. Go ahead. Stat? I'll let you go. Yeah. How about this? Yeah. Okay. You, uh-huh. yeah. Quarterback wise, mm-hmm. how many top five quarterbacks go to the Super Bowl with the same team that drafted them? So well, I'm not necessarily calling it a bust. Mm-hmm. You never know. Steve Young was not drafted by the 49ers. All these guys, how many quarterbacks? Won the Super Bowl. There's very few Mahomeses, okay? Right. A lot he was more Steve Young than Mahomeses. Right. All right. Thanks for taking the call, buddy. All right. All right. Um, yeah, well, look, uh, and that kind of gets back to the point that I was making earlier, that we look at these guys as finished products. It, it, it matters what's surrounding you, right? It matters where the uh, – and, and sometimes, if you tr- especially if you trade up. That's what I was talking about. I don't want the Giants to trade up to get a quarterback you're making the job of the quarterback that you just drafted more difficult because now you're going to have less assets to be able to surround that quarterback with the necessary talent to win. So, no, that's the one thing I don't want to see um, the, uh, the Giants do is, is to uh, draft. Uh, it's to move up in the draft and, and give away, and it would be significant uh, to move up to, to three to be able to draft the, the third quarterback. How many times has that happened? That the third quarterback drafted in a year is the best quarterback drafted in the year. I would guess it probably hasn't happened um, happened all that much. J- you know, just to get back to the the Jets part of this, um, there's a, there's a lot of. <laughs> luckily, I guess if you want to look on the bright side, the the slate is kind of clean in terms of however you want to build the offensive line. You got one real piece in Vera Tucker that you like. Tipman is is pretty good as well, and I would figure he's gonna he's gonna uh, be part of the mix. Uh, I've read a lot about uh, the kid Carter Warren, that he might have a bright. Okay, you got some pieces there, but you're going to have to find a couple of tackles. And I don't think that you're going to be able to get both of those tackles in the draft. So if you think to yourself, okay, we we can draft this guy. To me, it's a lot to draft someone at at left tackle and throw them in there day one, knowing that they're protecting for, for Aaron Rodgers, especially because you're going to need two of them. Now, I guess it is possible that Vera Tucker, they could stick him at right tackle. And oh, that, that's his spot for the foreseeable future. I guess that is possible. And then you try and figure out what you're going to do at guard. And then you could simply draft. There's a lot of ways they can go because they got a lot of open spots. There's a lot of, I will say this because he brought up Devontae Adams as well. I wonder how comfortable Jet fans are going to – like, we can all agree the Jets are all in on this year, right? Would you be comfortable with – if we're all saying they were all in, Joe Douglas trading away future draft picks to secure this team's immediate future? Because you, it, the Giants, the good thing they have – they have a lot of draft – I think they're like fifth in terms of, of overall draft capital this year. The Jets are not that way. Uh, they, they they traded away their second-round pick 
So that, that's not available to them. So they got the first and the third in terms of the real premium picks. You hope that you can hit on some other things a little bit, a little bit later on. But would you be comfortable trading away future picks for now? Because that's that. So if you're saying that you're all in on this year, and, and Joe Douglas and, and Robert South, they got to win this year. Otherwise, people are going to lose their jobs. If you're Joe Douglas, yeah, I'm, I'm trading away future picks to make sure that I can secure this team's highest ceiling. And it, it doesn't seem like Devontae Adams is going to be a possibility, but that's just one name. Uh, they might, they, with the amount of holes that they do have to fill, it, it's not, um, if they have to, if they need to get that second pick, recoup the second round pick that they lost in the Rodgers trade, you might have to trade away a, a, a number one the following year. Everything and anything, if you're saying you're all in, all resources, all assets have to be on the table to improve the now because for, for Joe Douglas, for Robert Sala, there might not be a future if you don't if it doesn't fire this year. Mitch is in East Windsor. Mitch, what's going on? How's it going, Gordon? What do you got, Mitch? How you doing? I think uh, Kaylin is going to be a bad and a good uh-huh. one. But Justin Fields, either the Giants or the Jets, to secure the future, the Giants now, I think it'd be wise for them to make some type of move if it's not too much, if the asking price is not too much. And since when does uh, Zach Wilson have any leverage at all to go seek a trade? Who is going to trade for that guy? I mean, you can find a third-string quarterback anywhere, I think, these days. I mean, that's, that's laughable that he's got permission. Well, the Jets I, gave him. I, trust me, the Jets, they, the Jets want him to go. Yeah, no, I mean, they, they, I, I'm surprised that they, they had to even ask for permission from the Jets. I would, have, I would think that that was an assumed thing. And, Mitch, thanks for the phone call. That Yeah, uh, they, they have no and, – and the funny thing is, and uh, Pro Football Talk had this uh, – was it Wednesday, Thursday? I'm not sure which day that based on his contract, the Jets are probably going to have to eat money of his, of his rookie deal just to be able to get any asset back. And if they don't eat the money, they're, they're going to be forced to cut him. When you get drafted that high, usually you do get a second chance. Like the, the closest, and he probably was even more of a flameout, was Josh Rosen. He did bounce around some other places. And in fact, my stupid team, the Dolphins, even after the disastrous year that Arizona had with, with Josh Rosen as their quarterback, the Dolphins, the dopey Dolphins, gave up a second-round pick for that guy the following year so that they could clear him out and then bring in uh, Kyler Murray. Shows you how stupid my organization is. Jets are going to have to eat like $5 million bucks to be able to move him and get some sort of asset back. And when you, and as I was saying, when you're drafted that high, usually you do get a second chance. And, and given the Jets' track history, would it, let's put it this way. When Geno Smith left, did anybody think that, that a few years down the road that Geno Smith would be somebody's franchise quarterback? I don't, I, no, I didn't. I, that whole the, two years ago when he was putting up great performance after great performance, I was like, ah, yeah. We, we, it's going gonna, it's gonna to end here at some point. It's going to fall apart. And it didn't really fall apart. Yeah, it wasn't as good this past year, but would it really be that strange to you if Zach Wilson, free of the Jets, went someplace and did half, did something? I don't know. I'm not betting that it will happen, but it would, not, would it shock me? No, it would not. Eric is in New Jersey. Eric, what's going on? 
I will sleep like a baby if the Jets dangle the first-round pick, next year's first-round pick, second-round mm-hmm. pick. This is a two-year window we have with Rodgers to get it done. Dangle whatever you have and okay. see what we could get. Devontae, anyone, because let's face it, this is like Rodgers is like LeBron on the Lakers right now. What are you wasting your time with? You know you're going to have to rebuild in three years regardless, probably, how many years this guy's got left. Let's do it now. See what you could get. Throw all the chips on the table, and that's that. Thank you. All right, Eric. Uh, well, look, Eric's going to sleep like a baby. I don't know if, uh, if, if Jet fans would sleep like a baby knowing that, but that is the if we're all in agreement that this year is must win for Joe Douglas, how could you how could you say anything's off the table? How could you say, oh, I can't trade the first round pick a year from now? And he said you're going to have to rebuild in three years. If it doesn't fire this year and everybody gets fired. That's a rebuild. And the quarterback's 41 years old. That's a rebuild situation. That's a rebuild. You, you, if it doesn't fire this year, the, the rebuild starts next year. The only problem with the, that I do have with that is it seems like everybody's in a great – well, if the Jets don't – if it doesn't work, Joe Douglas is gone, Salah's gone, you have to move off Rodgers, everybody loses their job. And in uh, – with a good organization, that would be the case. With dysfunctional organizations, people who are there have amazing ways of staying there. It's almost like against all up. So what I'm saying is, if Woody John, I don't know that Woody, I'd have to see how it actually transpires. If the Jets go out next year and they're terrible, they win five games, they've got a top five pick, yes, of course, everybody gets blown out at that point. But, if they go next year and Rodgers is pretty good and the Jets win some games like uh, like last year, they had some games that they should have. That Falcon game they should have won. Um, the Raiders game, that was a winnable game for them as well if they would have had a halfway. You know, like the, all they have to do is win a couple of games that they lost last year. And, and say they finish the year 9-8, and eight, they miss the playoffs, but a lot of good, really good step in the right direction. It would not surprise me at all if Woody Johnson says to himself, I don't want to blow this entire thing up because I feel like next year could be the year. I'm not, I'm not completely sold that this upcoming year is do or die. It should be. If it were uh, you or I that were the owner, it would be. With the amount of time that they've missed the playoffs already, it's way past due. But I'm just not convinced. If it turns out that the year is better, if Rodgers plays the entire season and they're good and they win some important, and they have important games in January and then or December, and and then just at the end of the season for whatever reason it just doesn't work and they get they get clipped uh, and just miss out on the playoffs by a, by a single game or something like that. Given with what they would then be staring with an entire rebuild, I could absolutely see Joe Douglas not going anywhere. And I know that that's not a popular opinion. I believe I'm the only person who has said it so far, but I I could absolutely see that being the case. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. Coming up, we'll get more into uh, the draft with Caleb Williams. i got some thoughts on that. Some more stuff on the Jets, the Giants. we got to hit the baseball, too. A lot of stuff with the Mets i got to get off my chest. About. So we're just getting really started here. I'll take you up till 6.30. What time? It's the Rangers and the Maple Leafs to come your way. It is the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM, ESPN New York. This is the Gordon Damer Show. 
on 98.7 ESPN. It always, I started out with the Knicks and I uh, still feel strongly about uh, the future here and, and the negativity that I expressed uh, back at the, the start of the show at three o'clock. But we always kind of find our way uh, filtering to the football and uh, there is no football offseason. That's the, that's the beauty of, and here's one. Here's another thing that, like, we always talk about, oh, the offseason of football is so good, or the, 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 the NBA offseason is great, and in comparison to the uh, baseball offseason, where it feels like we're, we're already into spring training and there's still major free agents that are sitting there waiting for contracts. Here's one. Every sport, every single sport could take a lead of the NHL. The NHL trade deadline is so much is so superior to every other sport. It feels like half the league gets traded at the trade deadline in the NHL. Now, the NBA is, is is a pretty good one, and the baseball one is halfway decent. It's certainly better than the offseason, which feels like it takes forever to get going with the baseball. I kept here. Well, we have to wait for Otani to sign, and then the deals will start. Oh, then Otani signs, and nobody else signs. Well, everybody's waiting for Yamamoto to sign, and then the deals are still. Yamamoto signed months ago. We're still sitting around waiting for Blake Snell. But anywho, the, the NHL trade deadline is fantastic. And, and maybe it's because it comes so late, right? We're, we're still, what is it, this, pa- this coming week is the, is the NHL trade deadline? I think it's like the 8th or the 9th. Yeah, I mean, think about that. Like the NBA trade deadline, the NBA and the NHL trade deadlines are – you would think kind of line up. The seasons kind of line up at roughly the same time. Yeah, it's the eighth. So um, maybe maybe that's what leagues have to think about. Maybe making it late so that teams really know that they're in it. They really know that they're out of it. They know exactly what they need. But this is a long way of saying we've really focused on the football. And we've focused on the Jets and the Giants because um, both very important off seasons this year, very important drafts, and – and for me, with the Jets, and this is one that we'll have to see how the season goes, everybody seems in alignment. Make or break year for the Jets. Got to make the playoffs. Otherwise, people are getting fired. I'm not going down that road just yet. Not going. I'll sit here on the sidelines and let you all grab the, the pitches and the, 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 the uh, torches and the pitchforks and all that type of stuff. Let's go back to the phone, shall we? 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. Did I mention the telephone Nico is in New Jersey. Nico, what's going on, my man? Hey, how's it going? Always wanted to say this. Uh, first time caller, long time listener. Hey, there you go. All uh, right, thank you. Oh, yeah. But uh, my main issue is originally I called in for hot take on the GM. But uh, this really is a GM and uh, owner issue. And I really feel like all I've been hearing is we're going all in this year or we need to go all in. Mm-hmm. How can we possibly go all in when we haven't even fixed the turf situation? It is absolutely absurd. I understand that, you know, the owners have a bottom line. But when it comes to protecting your players, if we're going to go all in, we really need to fix that situation first. Well, I, mean, <laughs> I, I know that they're putting in the, the natural grass. And, Nico, thanks for the phone call for the for – the, um... The World Cup is in 2026, so they're going to put that in. I'm not sure when they're putting that in, um, but I know the reputation is of MetLife is the turf is terrible and all that type of stuff. 
uh, and people will will try to make it out as if well the Rodgers injury we saw tons of the the uh, Achilles injuries this year uh, and I don't know that you can necessarily point to MetLife's turf being if you want to make the argument is get rid of turf and put in grass I guess you could make uh, that argument but in the Super Bowl that was on grass and uh, uh, Greenlaw I mean he's just running onto the field and he popped his Achilles. I don't know why it, it, maybe it was just a, a fluky kind of coincidence that you had that many of those Achilles injuries this year between uh, Rogers and, and Greenlaw and, and Kirk cousins. I think there was another one too. Um, but I know the reputation is a, of MetLife that the, the turf is, they've changed the turf a couple of times and I don't know that that maybe the reputation is, is not fair, but at some point they're putting in grass. The world cup is in a couple of years. Who will be the Jets quarterback in 2026 if we have a time machine and it still turns out to be Aaron Rodgers? What? It's impossible. The Jets are still fixing their offensive line in 2020. What? That's impossible. They were doing that in 2024. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. 1-800-919-3776. I put it off long enough. We've been out of this time slot for a while. Usually 5.30 on a Saturday. That means it is time for what I learned on TikTok. It will be again next on the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM ESPN New York. This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. It's impossible. I'm just getting warmed up. Full of hijinks. And look, I'm not your friend, so I'm not your friend. I'm your enemy. And educational. You sound like you're a moron. It's what I learned on TikTok, starring Gordon Damer. Well, it has been a, it's been a while since we've done this, uh, this uh, segment in this time slot. It certainly has. First of all, the production. I wasn't here. I wasn't that, here for right? that. It's really come up in the in the world, and 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 look, Jacob Perry, whose voice you just heard right there, doing a fine job today producing the show along with Chantel. It's been a oh. long time since you have been in this spot as well. I know it's been so long, but I'm so excited. All right, let's uh, let's get rolling. Of course, uh, if you don't know how it works, what I learned on TikTok, I as a 53 year old, a 53 year old man, spend way too much time on the app, but it's because I learned. Interesting, but yet completely useless information. There's no other way I can really turn this information into anything, so I've turned it into this little segment where we'll question both Chantel and uh, Jacob. I'll give them four pieces of information, three of which I have just made up. They're just lies. But one of the pieces of information will sound ridiculous, but it's absolutely true, and it is something that I learned this week on TikTok. All right, so who's, uh, who is batting leadoff today? Uh, that will be me. I'm going right, to go first. Uh, let's see which one we'll give you. Uh, all right, it'll be this one here. Uh, should it be that one or should it be them? Uh, let's go with this one. Number one, Chantel. A fully digitized DNA sequence of cyclist Lance Armstrong is stored on the International Space Station. Number two, Taco Bell awards all of its store managers who achieved $25,000 in sales for four consecutive weeks with a customized Rolex watch. Number three, Justin Timberlake has been paid $15 million so far for singing the McDonald's theme song, the ba 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 song, and will continue to make money on that until next year. Or number four, 
the leather suit worn by the gimp in Pulp Fiction went missing while on display in Minnesota in 2001. And to this day, there is a $1 million reward for its safe return. So those are very wordy. I'll give you a second here to try to process it all. Number one, a fully digitized DNA sequence of Lance Armstrong, the cyclist, is stored on the International Space Station. Number two, the uh, Taco Bell, they award their store managers who achieve $25,000 in sales for a month with a, a customized Rolex watch. Number three, Justin Timberlake has already been paid $15 bucks for singing the McDonald's theme song. Or number four, the leather suit worn by the gimp in Pulp Fiction went missing while on display in Minnesota back in 2001. Okay, so these haven't gotten any easier. These are yeah, actually... no, it, that's not, that's the that's the goal to make it really <laughs> really difficult. Okay, so the first one, the DNA of Lance right. Armstrong, I'm gonna assume that is not true because okay, like why so. would they need his DNA? Now, see, for the listeners at home, this is a very popular technique. Like when you were in high school and you had the, the multiple choice, you cross off two that you know are not true right away, and then you just focus on the two you think could be the possibility. Very popular way of going about this. I'm sorry. Continue, shit. Yeah, no, no problem. Okay, so the second one, Taco Bell with the Rolex watch. You know, that does sound kind of um, believable because okay. jobs will rather give you a Rolex watch than a raise. Sure. Um, but still a little outlandish. Okay. Now, Justin Timberlake, this is a topic that I know about. Okay, all okay. right. We hit on something here. It's yes. Okay. That one I think is true. All right. Um, I want the leather suit to actually be missing. Okay. But we're going to go, go with, with Justin, Justin Timberlake. Timberlake. All right. Lock and it I'm in. locking it in. There it is. It's locked in. Now you can't go back. No, that is actually incorrect. Uh, he was paid $6 bucks at the time. It's still good money, but he is not still getting paid, and he did not make $15 million Wow. Profitable, but not that profitable. Okay. So that one you could cross off. Okay, so we're going to go with, um, you said this is the leather suit from Pulp Fiction? Yes, there's a, oh, there's a character, the gimp, who comes out of the box with the scene yeah. with uh, Bruce Willis. So you're going to go with the gimp. I'm going to go with the gimp. All right. Lock it in. No, that's also not, not, not true. I just made that one up. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how I actually. Came. Sometimes I don't know how I actually come up with them. I don't remember what the inspiration was for that one. But uh, so <laughs> the, far as I know, the gimp suit is still safe someplace. Yeah. Okay. Might That's be in the box. Cool. Yeah. So now you're down to the two that you. And this so happens so often. The two that you immediately discount and, and cross off the list. Yeah. Lance Armstrong's DNA sequence is stored on the International Space Station, or Taco Bell awards all its store managers with a Rolex if they can achieve $25,000 in sales for four consecutive months. Uh, okay, so now these are like the both the most impossible ones. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go with Lance Armstrong's DNA. Oh, really? Is, okay. uh, yeah, I'm going to go with that one. I just don't see Taco Bell buying anybody a Rolex. Yeah, that that is, a I would think, a pretty pricey gift to give somebody for $25,000. Are you going to lock that in, you Lance Armstrong? Yeah, I'm going to lock that in. And that is actually true. Yeah, Lance Armstrong's DNA, he's a, he's a, he's a, among a group of people. Stephen Hawking is another one, Lance Armstrong. Those are the only two recognizable names. But yes, for some reason, their DNA sequences are uh, stored on the International Space I'm not exactly sure why. Seems like an odd name to have there. Very but odd. There you go. That's that's the whole game. And uh, there you go. That's, uh, 
what I learned on TikTok. All right, all right, uh, Jacob, you're up next here, pal. You ready for your four? Oh, I'm ready. It's been a while since you've been in the hot seat, my friend. It's almost what, like. By a, the way, what did you do to get demoted to work my show today? What, what happened? Do you get punished somehow? Do you do so? Do you hit the wrong button on the K show and you bounce down here or something? What, how about this guy? Yeah, I think uh, the K show made a collective decision to let right, me go. Just boot him down here, right? Oh, make, yeah. him, make him learn his lesson. Make him work with Damer for a weekend. All right, here we go. Um, number one, the original Yankee Stadium, the house that Ruth built, as they called it, it only cost $600,000 to build the original Yankee Stadium. Number two, Andy Warhol, famous painter, was a huge fan of Scooby-Doo. Number three, former NFL commissioner Pete Rozelle, Rozelle was born with a tail. Or number four, it took 38 years for radio to reach 50 million people. It took 13 years for television to reach 50 million people. It took Google Plus only eight days to reach 50 million people. So, again, to recap, the original Yankee Stadium only cost uh, $600,000 to build. Uh, number two, Andy Warhol was a huge fan of Scooby-Doo. Number three, former NFL commissioner Pete Rozelle was born with a tail. Or number four, it took 38 years for TV, or to, excuse me, for radio to reach 50 million. 13 years for TV to reach 50 million. Google Plus reached 50 million people in only eight days. Dang, this is... This is a tough one. And yeah, all right. Each one is different. At least, you know. It is wide-ranging. little sports, little pop culture, little technology. I'm so well-rounded. <laughs> I almost wish it was uh, what I learned on TikTok last week, so it was less for me to run through. But I got gotcha. you. I'm going to go with the OG Yankee Stadium cost about $600,000 to build. Okay, lock it in. Lock it in. No, that's incorrect. Uh, it didn't cost that much. I think it. I think it only cost a couple of million. I mean, it was the 1920s. I mean, everything cost a nickel. How, how much could a brick cost? Right. Yeah, that's but, what I was uh, thinking. No, no, that is incorrect. It was not. It was not that cheap. So I don't know. The NFL commissioner born with a tail sounds pretty wild to me. Uh huh. I don't know if I ever heard that story. Feels like something you would have heard by now. Yeah. I don't want to shade you either way. I don't, I don't want to bias you. Yeah, but it's one of those that where you do hear those weird stories where people are born with those kind of weird, like, uh, mm -hmm. deformities. Right. Do you hear about that? I don't know. <laughs> you travel in different circles than I do, Jacob. Like, I don't know. I watch, a, I watch a lot of little documentaries and uh -huh. come across uh -huh. these weird a lot stories of tail on talk on those things. <laughs> All right. Interesting. But uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go away from that one. Okay. And go to... Uh, the radio stat, what, 38 The years. radio, it took 38 years for radio to reach 50 million, but Google Plus did it in only eight days. Oh, yeah, that's the one I'm locking in. All right, lock it in. No, that is also incorrect. It took uh, 88 days. So still pretty fast, a lot faster than radio or TV, our fast-moving world. But no, it took even Google can't do it in eight days. That's ridiculous. So I'm sandwiched in between a tail and Andy Warhol being right. a Right, Andy Warhol was a huge fan of Scooby-Doo, or NFL Commissioner Pete Rozelle had a tail. No, he's a pretty eccentric artist, uh, very colorful. I can see why mm -hmm. he would be attracted. He loves those, those hijinks of the kids. <laughs> Scooby snacks would definitely right. get him in that's his own. Right, yeah. <laughs> well, I'll have to wonder what that Scooby-Doo is doing with those Scooby snacks. So I think I'm, that's the one I'm going to go with. I'm going right, to stay far away from the tail. Right, We're going yeah. for the lock. Right. Lock it in, Andy Warhol. 
No, Andy Warhol. From, from every, all my research, I was not able to track down that Andy Warhol was a, a fan of Scooby. No, Pete Rozelle was born with a spinal protuberance that looked like a small tail, and he kept it his entire life. So I feel like there should be a, a, all these shows doing all these documentaries about all these people. I never learned about Pete Rozelle's tale but before now. And it's crazy. That's the one I mentioned, and you told me you weren't going to stare me, and I kind of felt like I got stared away. I, I, I don't like to – I don't want to influence the outcome. But that's uh, – there you go. Yeah, I learned that uh, on TikTok. I wish I could not learn it. I, I wish I could take it back. But sometimes you have to learn these uncomfortable – and I'll be honest with you. I've had a couple of weeks off because of vacation, so I wasn't – I was just watching TikToks. I wasn't really writing down notes or anything like that. I kind of feel like I've learned everything that the internet has to offer me. I don't, I, I keep hearing a lot of the facts that I've already used after doing this segment for, I think it's like three, when did Mungia leave? Three years ago? Uh, it's been about three, yeah, about three years yeah, now. I've been doing this week in, week out for three. I think if you spend three years as in, intensively on the internet as I have, you learn all there is to learn. I, I mean, when you're scraping the bottom of the barrel to find out about Pete Rosell's tail, I think you're done. Yeah, and I think my record might be collectively worse than the Pistons and the Wizards combined. <laughs> I don't know Is that know about even that. possible? I don't know that that's true. Look, you're not supposed to know these things. If you know these things, there's something wrong with you. So you're supposed to do poorly on these things. All right, I got one left, but this time, for people who have heard the game before or not heard the game before, we kind of flip it. Instead of three true facts, uh, one true, no, now there's one lie. Right, we had three uh, three lies before and one truth. Now it's just the reverse. There's only one lie and three truths, so it makes it a little bit more difficult. As if Jacob needed it to be any more difficult. Are you both ready? And this time you can team up if you wish. Oh, we're ready. We're ready. All right, you're ready. All right, number one, the uh, Despicable Me is the highest-grossing animated movie franchise of all time. Number two, Six Flags Amusement Park got its name from the six different nations that have governed Texas. Number three, Benjamin Franklin is inducted into the International Swimming Hall of Fame. Or number four, Dave Portnoy of the famous Pizza Reviews is actually lactose intolerant. So uh, to recap again, you're looking again for the lie here. Number one, Despicable Me is the highest grossing animated movie franchise of all time. Number two, Six Flags Amusement Park got its name from the six different nations that have governed Texas. Number three, Benjamin Franklin is inducted into the International Swimming Hall of Fame. Or number four, Dave Portnoy of uh, Barstool fame and the famous Pizza Reviews is actually lactose intolerant. Okay, so we were deliberating. Uh, that, this is like Family Feud when the, the <laughs> team is trying to steal, you work together? Yeah, we're, I, we're working together, but... Um, yeah, I think we might go two different uh, Yeah, That's answers. probably the smart way to go in this game. Yeah. Um, so I'll go first. I think they are all true, except that the pizza review guy has is lactose intolerant. Okay, you're going to go with that one as being Sounds the egregious. Okay. Jacob? Uh, with as many movies as come out, uh, mm -hmm. I just don't think Despicable Me, all time the highest grossest uh, yeah. series film. Okay. I think that one's the lie. A lot of people do tend to eat cheese even though they're lactose intolerant i mean you have to pizza is just too good but it's to just review too delicious. it review it 
That's aggressive. But it's one bite. Everybody knows the rules. He only eats a slice. How much damage could one slice of pizza, if you're lactose intolerant, really do? I'd say this with absolutely no knowledge anyway, so I, I think probably I should get away from it. I will tell you, one of you is correct. Uh. One of you is wrong. <laughs> I think we know how this is going. Yes, Chantel, you are correct. Dave Portnoy, at least to my knowledge, is not Let's lactose go. intolerant. But no, Despicable Me has made f- over $4 billion. That movie franchise. That is incredible. Yeah, it's the highest grossing animated movie franchise of all time. Benjamin Franklin was a huge swimmer. He is inducted into the International Swimming Hall of Fame and Six Flags Amusement Park. Originally got its name from the six different nations that have governed the area of Texas. So there you go, people. That is what I've learned this week on TikTok. And now because of this segment, you have learned it too, whether you wanted to or not. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. Coming up, more of the Gordon Damer Show, only here on 98.7 FM, ESPN New York.